Hey again, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. I mean, uh, I don't think we ought to chew up the whole show today with COVID and canceling season talk, but I think it's fair at this point. Do we start discussing a roster countdown that will end approximately August 7th, 2021? And if so... I'm not sure how we're going to cover, you know, roughly 380, 390 players. I, I'm not, I'm not really sure of the format. So we got to dream something up. Yeah, um, the the this stuff doesn't go into meddling. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't really know what that means, but I think it it sounds bad. So yeah, bad. Of course, this episode is brought to you, like all of our episodes, by Rock Auto, RockAuto.com. We'll talk about them in just a little bit. Um, Rock Auto. Yeah, Jimmy, I think that's where we start. Um, look, we can get into some other recruiting stuff, but I think that's going to be there. I mean, uh, I do want to give a shout out to, uh, I think we're going with Augie Hall. Is it Augie? Is that what we're going with? The wide receiver commitment? It's A.G. No, no, Ajay. Ajay. I know what it is. <laughs> I, I, know, I know for a fact now it is Ajay Hall. Okay, so it'd be like U-H-J-I. Yeah, a jai, a jai. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. He hints he hints that he has another one coming for Alabama, meaning he has gotten another guy that will be uh making his commitment to Alabama shortly. Um, there's a you know, at first a lot of people were bugging him. Here's the problem with social media. The the beautiful thing is that a commit like um a Jai Hall can come out and say, Hey guys, I've been working on some other prospects and i've got another one who's going to commit all right roll time the negative side is every gump who's ever touched an iphone will get on twitter and bug you incessantly yeah. as if you're their confidant like they will call they will text you and they will tweet tweet at you and they will say well you just you know dm me if you know who it is i promise i won't say anything uh, that is you're so full uh, of shit driver brown and it's just so, what are we all, eight years old? I mean, if, if, he, if he wanted to share that information, it would have been in the tweet. The fact that it wasn't in the tweet should tell us everything we need to know. And he was trying to do us a solid. And it's not hard to figure out. It's probably Damon Payne. It could be Blackshire. It's probably Damon Payne. If it's someone no, okay. other than that, it might be they, Jason they Marshall. That I think through... <laughs> A lot of probably just a like a a water torture technique of wearing him down and wearing some other guys down. They came up with the fact that it's probably not pain because pain everybody knows is going to be committing to Alabama. It looks like uh, in in a week or two, and they also made the decision to collectively say that it's not Blackshire. And I think the the consensus now is that it's Jason Marshall, wow. and that would be that'd be a huge pickup. <laughs> But well, that's adding two and two because pe- people are going to assume it's a Florida guy because that's who a Jai would have a lot of connections to or know personally. I think that's a a, a, a quick assumption as it relates to a Jai, and that it could easily be true. I think Alabama's got a great shot at Jason Marshall. I'm just saying, hey, if a commitment is coming in the next week or two, who's it going to be? My first guess is Payne, and my second guess is Blackshire. Yeah, I'm, I'm with me. you on that. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Um. And of course, we can talk about that. But I, all I really wanted to do here was give a shout out to Hall because he apparently he and Larry and Larry both. A lot of people have come at Larry 
you know, trying to throw some uh, all kind of BS at him saying, this is why you need to decommit and blah, blah, blah. And he has said, look, I'm shut it down. I'm going to Alabama. That's that. Forget about it. Quit asking me about it. And like he tweets about that almost every single day. So again, you know, and I know that there is nothing solidified in recruiting sometimes even after you've signed the paperwork, but it feels like these two are actively recruiting for Alabama and also actively spurning anybody trying to get them to flip. So I think that that is uh, good news for all Alabama folks out there. So yep. what my point is, go ahead. No, I say, yeah, yeah I mean, that's great. Uh, there, there's the coaches are great recruiters. That's what they're paid to do. Literally paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to recruit literally. And so, so they're very good at it. Uh, but but the, the best recruiters out there are, are the other kids. Peer pressure. We all, we all remember peer pressure, what it was like to be in high school and have your friends and people you look up to. People you look up, these kids look up to each other. I mean, imagine what a Jai Hall and, and, and Christian Leary, I mean, they, they admire each other's games. They look up to each other. They've, they've, they're, they're sort of famous. They've heard of each other before they ever met uh, because of how good they are. And uh that type of peer pressure is just the best when it comes to recruiting. They, they, they literally pressure their buddies. Hey, you know, you need to come join us. You know, hey, you're our pal. Come play with us. And, and, and that's a better pitch than, than anything South Sinceri can come up with. Oh, yeah. There, there's no doubt about that. So, really, I think what it's left us with is, okay, we don't want to talk much anymore about coronavirus, COVID-19. Hey, have you noticed, by the way, and is this me not paying attention to something that we really quit saying coronavirus now and now everybody's going with COVID-19? Is, is, is that just me? Yeah, COVID seems to be the total like go-to. COVID, maybe it's, I think it's short. It needs to be as, as few syllables as possible for it to be the universal nickname. No, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, uh, you know, say the Mary Poppins song. I mean, who the hell wants to go around saying supercalifragilistic something adocious i don't so, I mean, I think, that's right obviously i don't i couldn't do it then um, we are such a we are such a society of short speaking and code that when we have a player with one syllable like smith like Devonte smith we got to change that to smitty yeah i mean you know because smith is too hard to say let's go with smitty it's, it's easier to say but is it really easier to say it's actually two syllables but that's just how we are. Whatever is the easiest thing to say. Well, you know, that's what uh, Homer Simpson said many moons ago on The Simpsons when he um, he was listening. He was at a, some kind of festival or something, and, and Bachman Turner Overdrive was playing Taking Care of Business. And they said, okay, now we're going to play something from our new album. He said, no, no, no new crap. Keep playing same thing that, that we all know. And uh, uh, Bart said, what, do you, what is this? He goes, it's, uh, it's BTO playing tcb he said what what the hell are you talking about he said that's how we talked in the 70s we didn't have a moment to spare um, <laughs> we didn't have a moment to spare uh but anyway um so it, it is interesting because now you open up this pandora's box of all these potential new um playing scenarios like okay everybody i think is assumed initially when the big 10 and pac-12 said look we're just going to do conference only that, okay, they're going to keep the same schedule, but it's going to, uh, you're just going to, you just pick it, pick out the uh, non-conference teams. Well, first of all, it's not quite that easy, probably. Uh, no. But it, 
what I didn't think about before was like, oh, they're going to go to a 10-game season now, and they're going to play more conference games. And then um, I thought Jay, uh, Brandon Marcello, I'll give credit where credit is due, came out with a new article today about, okay, this is what could happen um, with a 10-game with a 10 game season uh conference only and he looked at it from a national perspective but he but did put Alabama's schedule out there specifically and I'll get to that right after I tell everybody about Rock Auto R O C K A U T O dot com rockauto.com uh just absolutely the place to go if you need to go get your car parts I've said it over and over again um and it's 100% true. That's what you got to do. Go to Rock Auto, rockauto.com. You've heard the jingle. You've seen the ad. Very catchy. Very good people. Incredible customer service. Go check them out. They've got every part your car could ever need. They say it right there in the song. I mean, what are you calling them? Liars? You're a liar. You go. You do it. Um, go get it. I don't. I don't probably don't need to be so aggressive with our listeners about going to see our our sponsors, but you know what? It's starting to make me mad. Go see them. Tell them you heard about it on Locked On. And um, well, sir. we appreciate that. And we do love you, but I mean, it's tough love right now, Jimmy. It's tough love. <laughs> I lost you. Um, <clears throat> lost you for, lost you for a second. Lost you. I mean, just, just the last 15 seconds. Oh, you lost the last 15. Well, I'm going to keep it in there because I'm going to say again, you go, go to Rock Auto. Go oh. do it now. It, they say oh, right sure. in the jingle. What I said was they say right in the jingle, all the car parts your car will ever need. And if you don't believe them, you're calling them a liar. Well, go check them out. I think you're lying. So go check them out. I love you. Go check them out. And I love Rock Auto. R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O dot com. I'm glad I got to to hear that. It's good advice. And I think I need a couple of car parts. I know exactly where I'm going because I actually do need a light, like a tail light. I need a taillight, a bulb. I bet Rock Auto's got one. Oh, they got bulbs coming out there, you know, yin yang. They probably got a I special might need a yin yang too. Right now. I, I need a bulb and a yin yang. Okay. So here's what uh, Brennan Marcello said, and I'm not just going to read the article verbatim, but uh, he said still, the Big Ten has initial blueprint for conferences to share a 10 game schedule with no bye weeks. This allows for games to be rescheduled if dates are postponed due to COVID. That's a good point. And I think what you do is probably start it. Yeah, I guess you could start it on the same, was it September 5th or whatever. And then if something has to get postponed, it can. And you have some open dates where you can fill in those gaps. Divisional games in the first half of the schedule. This is where he lost me at first, but his rationale makes sense. Or at least the Big Ten's rationale makes sense. A 10-game schedule shortened to six games provides an undisputed divisional champ if the season is cut short. It also provides an opportunity for the season to be completed in the spring if six games are completely played in the fall. An undisputed divisional champ is, of course, important for conference championship purposes, which are a massive cash cow. Okay, so Jimmy, what this what dawned on me was, and and really I think this is the case in Major League Baseball, case in NBA, and while, you know, I've said it for a few months now, why is baseball trying to, shoehorn this thing in just call it off just let it you know let's do a do-over in 2021 I think they're trying to uh keep the importance of records and record books and streaks and whatever even though it's a shortened season uh, 
they don't want to have a season where somebody's not the champ. Think about what was it, the SEC and I want to say maybe 84 when Florida won the SEC championship. And like a lot of times you just see it says vacant. Now, sometimes it'll have Florida with an asterisk or whatever, but it does feel weird that there's not a champion then. And so I guess that's what NBA and Major League Baseball and now college football, they're all trying to avoid is not just having a big gap between 2019 and, and 2021, right? I think it's more simple than that. I think they're just trying to make as much money as possible. They know they're going to ah. lose money no matter what. They're going to lose money no matter what. But if you play the games, you lose less money than you would if you didn't play at all, meaning uh, it would be a complete wipeout with no revenue whatsoever. The TV people don't have to pay you a dime if you don't pay, play any of the games. If you play the games, the TV contract remains the same. Uh, I'm sure it's a pro rata basis in baseball because, you know, 60 games are being televised and not 162 but uh no i just think it's money and i think money is the reason they're going to make every single effort to play these college football games every effort will be made so they can save as much of the revenue as possible realizing that hey it's going to be a loss this ain't going to be no regular year we're, we're all going to be operating at a loss here or, or less revenue than normal but we'd rather make 30% of our budget than 0% of it. So let's do it. Yeah, that your plan sounds a hell of a lot better, actually. I mean, like, <laughs> well, but, you money. Know, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. But I nope. guess I was looking at it from some, you know, spirit of the game prism, yeah. which is just flat stupid. In the end, you're right. <laughs> money. Well, I do think that the spirit of the game is sort of important. I think in baseball in particular, it's fascinating to discuss, you know, surely no one's going to make a run at, you know, 73 home runs this season, 60 games. But what if somebody hits 400? That hasn't happened since Ted Williams in like 1941. So what, what are we going to do if somebody hits 400? Does that count? Because it's only 60 games. Uh, no, no, that would have to be an asterisk. But what's not an asterisk to me is the champions, look, they, they said in college football is going to do the same thing, it, assuming they set a season and it's played out. Look, if they set the rules beforehand, hey, this is what the season will look like and everyone's starting from the same place and you play the games and, and you're the champion, you're the champion. I don't want to see an asterisk. You're the champion. And, and I'm going to say that if Auburn wins. If Auburn wins it, I don't want to read about, yeah, but if we played 12 games, you know, they wouldn't have been there. They got lucky. They only had to get lucky in three games. No, if they win it, they win it. Whoever's the champ is the champ, period. I'm with you on that. That makes a lot of sense to me. I think that that's fair because we are we are all starting out from the same spot. Um, and I want to talk about something else, another aspect of this here in a minute. But going on with what Marcelo wrote about Big Ten laying this out, across divisional games in the back half of the schedule. Some rivalry games are played across divisional lines, but those must wait until the second half of the season to make sure there are teams that are more likely to at least push through a six-game schedule against divisional opponents. And then some flex dates. The conferences have to ha – excuse me. The conferences have at least 13 dates to play a minimum of 10 games. That number of available dates could be extended to 14 if the college football playoff and its FBS members agree to shorten prep work if conference championship games set for the first week of December are delayed by one week. Playoff director Bill Hancock has said previously he believes such a decision can be made and done so without hesitation if the need arises. So I think it's kind of cool. 24-7 um, Sports also has some recommendations extrapolated from discussions at previous 
or excuse me, at conference offices. A 10-game schedule with the understanding that at least six games must be played. Of course, that's that's easy. That's what we talked about earlier. Flexibility among conferences and television networks to play games Tuesday through Saturdays. Interesting. Um, and I think that this is a good idea because what you could do, if you're not going to have a lot of fans in the stands anyway, playing it on a Wednesday doesn't really make a shit if you play it on a Saturday night. You know what I mean? It's either way. No, that's a great point. Expand the college football playoff to eight teams for one season. Okay, I'm drawing the line here because if you do it for one season, you're going to do it forever. That's the slippery slope. This is not going to be a one-season thing. That's that's the proponents of expanding the playoff. That's them just getting their way. You know what this is, Jimmy? This is when your your city council votes on a one-cent tax to pay for all your potholes and they go, we're only going to do it for a year, and then we're done. And then they do it for a year, and they go, oh, good. What are we going to do with all that money we're not getting anymore? Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, That's exactly doing? right. Uh, I, I, opportunity. And, and what I hate most about it is it's easier, obviously, playing fewer games. It's easier to win them all. So it's too, now it's, quote, easier to make the playoff, which is what everyone wants. I've always said people just blow this off, and they think it's silly talk, but I swear it's true. Every time I read about expanding the playoffs, the way it comes across to me is, look, there needs to be some way for my seven and five team to be in the playoff. It's not exactly. fair that it's only these 11 and one teams. The seven and five teams need to be included. That's that's exactly what this is. It's easier to make the playoffs. So that's what they want. I'm like, oh, thank God we don't have to win all our games now. We can still get in. Well, here's that's the funny thing is that that seven and that, that eight and four team will go, yeah, of course you're eleven and one. You don't play anybody. The eleven and one team should go. I played your eight and four ass. I'm one of the reasons you have the four. I'm <laughs> one of your four. So what are you complaining about? That's uh, right. That's what I hate that part. Hey, one point is so bad. I just can't stand it. And but if we're gonna do it, here's here's the other problem that's gonna happen with it, guys. And if it does go this route, I could live with it. And let me tell you how. If we, what's what might happen, Jimmy, if this COVID thing does get as bad as it as people think it might get, which is debatable, understand, believe the numbers you want to believe. I'm not trying to get political. You know, watch MSNBC if you're a doom and gloomer. Watch Fox if you think all is rosy. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care. But if it does get bad and if the season is totally canceled, you can, number one, bet that there will be a lot of schools that can't pick football back up, at least not easily. They're gonna to have to. They're gonna to have to do some SMU stuff or UAB. UAB got really lucky to get football back as quick as they did. Um, it's gonna to be tough. So we're gonna have fewer opportunities for teams to play. There'll be fewer teams. So maybe at that point we do adopt just a ten-game schedule with a conference championship, and then you have a, a expanded playoff. Okay, I could probably get behind that a little bit because we won't have as much of a sample size to know who truly is the best team. With 13 regular season games or 12, I kind of know who's good and who ain't. I kind of know it. And I, I know who I know who, who uh, went cheatsy on their schedule. I, I kind of know it. I, I know the good teams. So I, But with 10 teams, I mean with 10 games, and you can't have as many uh, cross-sectional games and whatever – it's a little bit more difficult difficult to discern. So uh, I, you know, if you want to expand it to eight at that point, and there there are fewer teams with uh, with no Boise State getting in, I'm, I'm kind of down with it. Um, but anyway, so create, you know, expand it to eight for one season. That is a just a pipe dream. If you expand it, it's done. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. If they expand it to eight, it's going to be eight forever. Uh, right. I firmly believe that's 
true, and that's why I'll really dislike this. Plus, I don't understand the idea of we're going to play fewer games, but more teams are going to make the playoffs. That 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 <laughs> that cheapens the few games we're getting. I mean, that's true. Uh, I, I I don't like it at all, but I'm I'm not going to get to vote. Just one point I would make. It's really the only point I have about the schedule that I think a lot of people aren't understanding this part of it. And of course, Brandon Marcello is extremely bright, and you know he might not know Nick Saban like we know him. But look, you know I try to look at this a lot like Nick does. And and as soon as USC canceled, you know when the Pac-12 canceled, and, and it was obvious that the USC game was off, we immediately read all over Alabama sites. Oh, no problem. We'll just play TCU. And, uh, you know, that doesn't mean we're not playing in Dallas. We'll, we'll, we'll just play TCU in that opener. First of all, what, what Nick Saban's first question is going to be is like, whoa, whoa, what are the Big Ten and Pac-12 doing to -hmm. determine their champion? And if those leagues are just, we're not playing non-conference games, we're going to play eight or nine conference games. And then the winners of the divisions will play each other in the championship. And that's what we're doing then Alabama doesn't want to play TCU in Dallas. Why would we make – and I'm not saying we would lose. I'm not saying we would lose to TCU in Dallas, but that's not even the point. The point is you're risking you're risking a game and you're adding another game where there could be additional injuries and things like that. We are not going to make – Alabama is not going to side with the idea that we're going to play more tough games than everyone else does. We, we, we don't want – a taller building to scale to get in the playoff. If Ohio State has to only climb a bush to get in, then we need to play the bush too. We don't need to – if everyone else is playing eight, we don't need to play ten. If everyone else is playing ten, we don't even need to play eleven. That's Um, right. That's that's what people need. It's about making the playoff for Alabama. Now, I know Ole Miss could care less about that sort of thing, but Alabama carries a lot of weight, and that's going to be Saban's thing. It's not going to be – now, we want to play a tough schedule so we can impress the committee, but playing more games than the other teams, I don't think anybody's going to want a part of that that believes they're a playoff team. No, I totally agree with you. I think that's a very good point. Um, and you're right about scaling the – I mean, even if Alabama has Godzilla's on their team, Godzilla would rather attack a village that's easier, you know, to, to like, destroy than just the – I don't have to go to Tokyo if something smaller is available. Exactly. I, he was exactly. in Tokyo at the time. It was convenient. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's not about – it's one more game to expose your kids to COVID. It's one more game where you could get your quarterback hurt. It's one more game that adds up by the end of the season and the toll it takes on your body. It's not, oh, we need to dodge TCU or, oh, we've only got a 50-50 shot at winning. That has nothing to do with nothing. It just has to do with – why on earth, if everyone else is running 100 yards to get the playoff, why are we, why are we running 120? It's like uh, another Simpsons when uh, Homer kept trying to get as lazy as he could possibly be. And, you know, he saw somebody go by in a wheelchair and he said, now here I am using my legs like a sucker. And, uh, you know, you hate, <laughs> that's a little bit um, unsympathetic, but it happened in the Simpsons. So I'm just repeating what he said. And that's kind of the same thing. Why? In the world, would Alabama run 150 yards when they only have to run 100? 100, like you said, it's true. Yep. So people just need to keep that in mind when they're like, oh, well, maybe the ACC will agree to play us. Or maybe the Big 12 what? will agree to play us. Okay, that's fine, but then play one less conference game. Don't. That's fine. We'll play TCU instead of playing Florida. We'll play TCU 
to maybe even instead of playing Missouri. But don't don't play more games than the other guy unless for whatever reason we're like, you know what? We want a dress rehearsal. So that first week, our league's agreeing to play Sunbelt and, and Conference USA teams because it's important to us that we get a dress rehearsal before the conference games start. That's fine. Play that. I mean, that's fine. That's that's unlikely to, to wear you down or get you beat or, you know, that's something. I, I can see that, although I do not believe it will happen. But right. I just think we need, to, we need to know how many conference games the Big Ten play and how many is the Pac-12 playing and do what they're doing. But – not not do more. So he also put out Alabama's perspective uh, schedule if this plan were to go down, that being Brandon Marcello, who's now no longer with just the Auburn uh, website of 24-7. He's their national guy. And, you know, I think that that's what's kind of funny. I mean, look, I don't know Brandon Marcello personally. I think I've met him a couple times doing some AHSA stuff. But uh, I don't think he ever embrace, was embraced by the Auburn community because he, he wasn't albed up enough like he did you know he didn't say that hey yeah the, you know Owen Popo is going to be Lawrence Taylor I mean he'd say Owen Popo is really good and I think Auburn's going to get him they'd be like oh no he's awesome yeah I said he's really good is I think he's going to be very good no you didn't say he's the best linebacker ever I mean that kind of thing you know he and then he actually moved on to the national side because he does have a talent for writing he also has a talent for like shrugging things off I think I mean a lot of people killed him on some stuff on that Auburn site uh, with his history with AL.com, I guess. But uh, anyway, I think he's very good. I, I, I oh, like no him a lot as a writer. But anyway, he came out with he came out with Alabama. Here's what Alabama schedule look. He did like one team schedule from every one of them. But I don't. I'm not going to go over all of them. But here's Alabama. Mm-hmm. This is what the new schedule would be. And this is kind of funky to think about because we all have refrigerator magnets with these schedules like years in advance, and now. That's all out the window. And here's what Alabama could be playing. At Ole Miss, game one. I dig it. Lane Kiffin on the docket, game one. Kind of cool. Mississippi State at home, game two. At LSU, game three. At Arkansas, game four. A&M at home, game five. Auburn at home, game six. At Kentucky, Georgia at home. At Tennessee, South Kakalaki at home. He had an asterisk by Kentucky and South Carolina because those are the two additions, obviously. And he said Alabama last traveled to Kentucky in 2013 and last hosted South Kakalaki in 2009. That's hard to believe we hadn't hosted South Carolina since 2009, but we haven't. And um, that kind of makes sense that we get those two. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they've they've had the longest gap, I guess, uh, I assume. I mean, I don't know. We played Missouri last year at home, right? Um, And – we played Florida not too terribly long ago on the road, um, right? Didn't we? Uh, you know, I'm terrible at remembering specific, specific years like that. I think it has been. It has been a while since we played at Florida. We haven't played at Florida. I hope we've played them since the A.J. McCarron. God, did we play? A.J. beat them down there in Gainesville. That would have been 11 or 12 uh, that A.J. beat them in Gainesville. Surely we've, we've played them since then. But, no, uh, in 11, we played them at home. Yeah, it was 11. Uh, 10, we played them at home. 11, we played them on the road. Wow, Florida may be the pick. I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I just feel like this schedule is really interesting because here's the thing. You put your two biggest rivals. Um, I mean, some people can say Tennessee's the biggest rival. I don't buy it. Your two biggest rivals in LSU, you play them week three. 
your biggest rival, you play them right dead in the middle of the season. And yeah. and then you got Georgia and Tennessee back to back. Now I think that and, and you end with South Carolina. I think the way our schedule would end would benefit us because you would be at Kentucky, who I think is going to be okay. Uh, and then you obviously got a home game against Georgia, which would be tough, but at Tennessee and South Kakalaki at home, I, I can live with this. In fact, I'm really intrigued by this schedule if it were to come to fruition. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure that's one of the things that's being discussed on the uh, the big conference call today. I'm, I'm curious to see. Uh, we probably will find out very soon, uh, you know, the results of the conference call between the athletic directors and while I'll be a little surprised if today they announce, okay, we're doing conference games only, uh, I do think that there will be some news that comes out of this, probably more towards the negative. I mean, in terms of, you know, Greg Sankey, has, you haven't exactly had to read between the lines to pick up on his mood the last few days. So I think whatever comes out isn't likely to be great news, but I'll be surprised if they announce, okay, it's going to be conference games only, and this is what the schedule's going to be. My, my feeling is they'll have to meet with, you know, they'll have to meet several times to come up with a schedule plan that everyone can agree with, and who knows what that will be. But I certainly like a lot of Brandon's ideas about how to order it, how to play those, you know, divisional games first. It makes so much sense, even if Alabama's playing Auburn, you know, game four instead of game 10, because it just makes sense. And and again, because there are no fans there or, or very limited fans, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. Um, it doesn't really matter when you play these folks anymore um, if the fans aren't there. But that's the other thing is I don't want people to get used to this and say, hey, there are a lot of positives to doing the schedule this way. I'm the other way. Like, I can clearly – accept this as a this is a one-off this is what we we're, we're going to do this for this particular year and then we're going to start putting a plan together in case something like this ever happens again but what's right. going to scare the bejesus out of me is that people are going to say man th- that was kind of cool having all this flexible stuff and whatever I, yeah. college foot i mean we're going to change the whole dynamic if we're not careful that's what worries me and that's why part of me says Hey, I'm kind of hoping this whole thing just gets canceled for fear that somebody's going to tinker with this thing way too much. Well, we'll just hope it's a one year. If they, if they make changes that we just hate, we'll hope it's a one year COVID thing only. And, uh, and, and things get back to normal next year. Assuming, assuming there is, that's something none of us ever talk about because that's just too depressing to think about, but something's got to change for there to be a season next year too. And I know everyone's hopeful about a vaccine, and herd immunity and all these other theories. But, uh, you know, we thought in the spring, oh, football so far off, this will all be fixed by then. And no, actually it's worse in terms of the number of infections in the United States and the number of people in the hospitals and and and, and everything else. So uh, it's got to turn around or there won't be football in 2021, at least not with fans. All right, buddy. Uh, by the way, I'm headed to West Virginia tomorrow, um, so maybe we'll do a podcast from from. Uh, Not cool. We'll get back into recruiting and uh, okay. further break down Ajay Hall's Twitter t- TL his Twitter his timeline. <laughs> I like how you use the abbreviation. Weren't yeah. like, what does it stand for? Was. Yeah, I'm like, what is? Uh, and this, oh, I said TL, and I'm like, is, is that Twitter line? No, 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 that's timeline. I mean, I'm, I, I, you know. I know the term is TL, and then I'm like, but what the hell does it stand for? 
I also but, like yeah, that you were making fun of people using abbreviations earlier, and now, <laughs> well, now you're not really sure what it is. <laughs> that is so me. That is so 100% me. All right, buddy. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.